0: hear us through your AirPods, or see us on your laptop. How about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking queer money on the road this summer and fall. Visit queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in
1: your neighborhood. Welcome (laughs) back to another episode of Queer Money. I'm David Otten and you are John Schneider. (laughs) Other way around. Anyway,
0: so (laughs) today's podcast, uh, is being inspired by something John and I heard recently on the Sean Cro- Croxton quote of the day show. Uh, in, I'm going to paraphrase this. This is a uh, quote from Dr. Demartini, and he basically said that we need to fill our lives with the important things because if you don't, it will automatically be filled with the things that are not important to you or less important to you. So,
1: <laughs> this is something of which you and I are struggling with right now. So it, this is a, a confessional, as much as um, a informational show.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses.
1: Okay, let's see if this card goes through for that eight thousand dollar drink. <laughs> exactly. Everybody wants to be a part of the in crowd. Everybody wants to look good my my decision was i'm not a victim i'm not going to
0: stay and work someplace where this is a problem (laughs) normally we don't drink on queer money but because (laughs) we're talking about a subject that david is rather vanilla
1: on (laughs) um... grab a glass of wine because you're listening to queer money with the debt-free guys this is the only show helping our community do more and be more by talking about money from the queer perspective
0: So uh, John and I want to confess that although um, we do impart financial advice and suggestions and education, we are not perfect, (laughs) and I'm sure that many of you would agree with that. But uh, we have found ourselves recently slipping into a pattern of spending on things that are maybe not... uh, the most important. Um, They are things that are less important to us, and uh, we've actually found ourselves um, veering from our budget a couple of times because of this. And although we're not spending on credit, we're not necessarily spending wisely. And we think that this is probably something that everyone, whether you are in debt, not in debt, or are making a significant amount of money struggle with from time to time. We think about where we're spending and are maybe a little concerned about where we're spending after the fact.
1: Yeah. I think right now we, we seem to have gotten sucked into this um, near short-term gratification as opposed to what our long-term goals are or even our medium-term goals. And you know, I, I think we have to be a little bit forgiving of ourselves I think you know our entire economy our entire society is based on trying to get us to buy things immediately and um, not necessarily saving up for them so I think we have to be a little bit kind with ourselves but that said we also know that um, we would much rather have new hardwood floors in our condo yet sometimes I think we um, are more concerned about getting a bottle of wine, <laughs> right. and too many bottles of wine are, are, is stealing from the opportunity for us to get new hardwood floors put into our place.
0: Right. It, it really comes down to that idea of uh, immediacy, uh, and it made me think, when you just made that comment, John, it made me think of the Amazon Alexa, and uh, <laughs> and the, or, uh, the, the, Echo. Um, the Echo, and the... Humor that a lot of us found in this idea that um, when people who had had the Amazon Alexa turned on or Echo turned on and a commercial for the Amazon Echo came on, all of a sudden Amazon saw a surge in orders for (laughs) those products because their product is set up. To listen intently what is being said in a room, so that they can turn around and immediately order those on Amazon. So, you need a new pair of socks, and you can just yell out, "Alexa, buy, order order new socks," or "Alexa, I need more vitamin C," right. uh, and so it goes out and orders those things. So they're marketers and uh, hardware and software product developers are working intently
1: to try to make it so much easier. It well, it, thinks, it makes reminds me of about a year and a half ago, or maybe it was two years now, when Amazon changed its order process on Amazon.com. And all of a sudden, there was incre- a spike in sales because they made it so fluid for you to buy something that you didn't know until after you got the confirmation that you bought something. Right. Like, it, you ha- now you have to be a little bit more extra cautious to make sure you don't buy something or you don't buy accidentally. say... I need Calgon, take me away, and all of a sudden you get. A, well, <laughs> well, no, of no, Calgon showing up here. <laughs> at your house. Um, yeah, you know, but that said, we we do have to take responsibility for you know what you know what we do do, um, right? So we have to be, you know, take ownership of that. So that's what this show is about. It's sort of somewhat of a confessional, but it's also to provide um, some assistance to those of you out there who are. are quite possibly going through the same thing that we are. And uh, maybe all of us can band together and kind of be an accountability group to e- for each other and um, we'll give you some ideas on how you can maybe improve that situation. Right. It made me think
0: of the, we've had a, we had someone reach out to us and he was basically explaining that he and his wife make good money. He said, we make enough money to cover our expenses, but we find ourselves living paycheck to paycheck and getting further and further into debt and it makes me think of the unconscious nature with which so many of us can start spending or living our lives and it's oftentimes if you have a budget uh, of course you're going to hear us recommend that you have one regularly but one of the other things that uh, comes with a budget is doing that spending analysis uh, at least We encourage you to do that at least once a month. But when you get to the end of the month and you look at your budget and you say, wow, we spent $400 this month on social activities. Or we spent $600 on dining out. But at the same time, you've been thinking to yourself all along during the month, I don't ever get to do anything. My life is (laughs) so horrible. Yeah, I'm right. That... We can often find ourselves lapsing into this idea of uh, of woe is me because my life isn't fabulous. But then at the end of the month, when you look at your budget, you're like, well, we spent a lot more money than we had expected on these activities. Why isn't it that we feel the value or the uh, excitement in the fact that we did the things that we do?
1: Well, I think it's, you know... If you have to work at some, if you don't have to work hard at something, you're don't you're not as gratified by it when you get it. Mm. If you have to work really hard for something, and you then you are then you really enjoy it. And I think we right now are just you know swiping the card for a movie, swiping the card for a, a glass of wine, swiping the card to go out to a dinner. Um, and it's not necessarily any of the things that we necessarily had to work that hard for. And so we're not getting that gratification, and it's not until we look at our, our spending at the end of the month that we realize, oh, geez, we went out to eat half a dozen times again, and neither of us can really remember that. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Right. Well, it, it just that's what I think it anchors it back to this i this quote from, or the paraphrase from what Dr. D. Martini was saying: if we don't focus on filling our lives with the important things, it's all those small things that just invade that space, and. Uh, it makes me think of the devil's mind, or the uh, an empty mind is a devil's workshop. Well, um, an empty an empty budget is going to get filled with all sorts of things that we don't really necessarily aren't focused on or, or think are, are important. So, really, what we're driving at here is this idea of purpose driven spending. What is the purpose of your spending, and putting those big things, those important things and when I say big, I'm not saying necessarily the the ones that cost the most, the ones that are the most important to you. And John and I just recorded a podcast with some friends of ours uh, who are uh, attempting to adopt and they talked about how they have a special account set up for, uh, the legal costs, and they have a special account set up for the uh, adoption fees. They have set up all of these different accounts because they want to make sure money is going to, to, into those accounts so they are prepared when this adoption comes through. They know they have the money and they're ready to do it.
1: They know what are the important things in their lives. And, and all of their spending is, is predicated on the adoption. Right. That is the primary goal, and that's, that's a gigantic goal. And we're not necessarily talking about just the giganticals, like adopting or saving for a house or saving for retirement, but there are those um, those expenses that. Give you a better quality of life that make you a little bit happier that aren't necessarily super long term, mm-hmm. um, such as maybe going on a vacation or like us getting Harvard floors, or we've been talking about you getting your Audi for several years and there have been many times where we've had the money to get the Audi because we're trying to buy it all with all cash but then we've um, diverted some of those funds to other areas and so therefore we have to wait a little bit longer and it it it's it's some of those medium term goals they're a little bit more accessible goals. Um, not always necessarily just adoption or the gigantic house.
0: Right. And I think about the, the small things that we can achieve. You know, we look at maybe something that only would only require you saving for a month, three months, six months. But the excitement and the fulfillment that you would get out of being able to achieve those things, what, like you said, maybe it's a vacation being able to go on a, a weekend getaway with your uh, husband or wife and being able to take them away and not have to worry about the financial aspects of it and being able to spend quality time with them rather than short bits of time like an hour going out to dinner.
1: Yeah, well, we just had uh, dinner with friends last night and the one, uh, they're a gay couple, the one isn't drinking, he's street three months of not drinking, but the other one hasn't quit drinking. Um, not that he needs to, but um, he noticed that he spent three hundred dollars last month, combined in alcohol-related expenses, mm-hmm. just by himself. And now he's in an industry where he's got to be social and entertained a lot. But he didn't realize that he spent that much money. And what would we say that, you know, if they if he cut that expense out himself, they'd save themselves thirty six hundred dollars a year. Right. How many vacations can you take for thirty six hundred dollars? And here he's saying, I don't really remember exactly what I, where I drank this or nothing really stood out as, as a great experience to me. Right. But $4,000 vacation would be amazing, even $2,000 vacations or you know, a handful of $1,000 vacations. So it, it, it's that kind of thinking of where you're just unconsciously getting a drink because you're at a social event and that's what you do and everybody's, everybody's having a cocktail or two. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it kind of adds up and you're like, geez, I could have maybe saved that for something that's much more meaningful.
0: Right. I mentioned this to John a while back I think it's been maybe a month or two ago this idea of if you can't enjoy the big things in life you must enjoy the small things because a lot of us in many situations we can't enjoy the big things in life financially we just can't but if you enjoy you must enjoy those small things but if you enjoy those small things too much You will never be able to afford to enjoy the big things. And I think that for myself, that's what got us into debt. That was the, for me, it was the nickel and diming, all those small things. It was going to breakfast every single morning and going out to lunch uh, five times a week. And I was spending $100, $150 a week on breakfast and lunch but at the and all of that was going on my credit cards and uh, so I I was enjoying a lot of the small things but that it was that is what prevented me from then being able to enjoy bigger things in life like being able to take nicer vacations or being able to move save up for a down payment on a house and be able to move into a house earlier Uh, so again if you can't enjoy the big things in life enjoy the small things but if you enjoy the small things too much you'll never be able to afford to enjoy the big things.
1: You you and I are part of several um, LGBT Facebook groups, and the other week, or maybe it was last week, you posted an article in one of the Facebook groups about how, um, how much the LGBT community donates to LGBT causes relative to what we spend on social activities, Drinking mm-hmm. and going out and stuff like that. Right. Um, and I thought it was very interesting that, that I, I, some people questioned the data, but there was a whole string of conversations around people, about, uh, with guys saying that our community is trying to uh, make up for feeling less than. Our, there's a lot of people who suffer from depression in our community. Um, there's people, a lot of people who just find life hard, and so they are masking their pain with the little expenses of. Drugs and alcohol, and they're not able to then therefore contribute to the organizations that are helping to expand our freedoms. Mm. And that's another example, I think, and a unique example um, for the LGBT community in that um, maybe we're 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 using those little unimportant expenses um, to mask some pain, and then therefore we're not able to have the big grand quality of life um, be able to give back to our community that we would like to. Right. So what do we do? How do we change this? Well, I think it really comes down to being clear with what you want. Ultimately, that's what it is. And when you and I first started to pay down our fifty-one thousand dollars worth of credit card debt, we always say that it was getting clear with what our goals were that helped us pay that debt off. And when you talk about goals, oftentimes it's the big goals. But um, in in this case, I don't think it's necessarily having, um, you know. A, a big, gigantic, uh, uh, inspirational uh, vision board, or anything necessarily, but it's, it's having clarity about what are the smaller or short-term goals that you do want to achieve, and so that when you get the opportunity to spend your money on something else, you can say, No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give up this margarita at a bar downtown today, so that I can save up for a margarita on the beach in Mexico. Right.
0: And it, it doesn't necessarily need to be these large things uh, that maybe it is that you want to have the, uh, a, a special outfit for a particular event that's coming up or maybe um, maybe you want to be able to set aside $500 in an emergency savings account so that you feel a little bit more secure what are those small changes that you can make and putting that at the top of your importance goal for the month. Yeah. Or you're you know the, having these small financial goals are the things that really help you make that progress.
1: Yeah, so what I would suggest that people do is download our spending analysis sp- uh, spreadsheet that you can get from our website, debtfreeguys.com, and input the numbers in there and just look at what your monthly expenses are and what are the outliers, Where what are the areas that you're spending a little bit too much in, and consider what you could have spent that money on that you might appreciate more, such as maybe a new outfit for a meeting that you or a presentation that you have to give, or for a night out that you're going on, um, or um, a vacation that you'd like to save for. Figure out what those outliers are, and figure out exactly if you were to transition your tra- change your spending at all, how could you reach some of those more short-term, easy, more easily accessible goals.
0: Yeah, and share those goals with us we, we have a Facebook group the Queer Money Facebook group and we'd love for you to join it but join it and share with us some of the small things that you're working on some of those things that are going to replace the unconscious spending with something that's a little bit more important yeah. John and I will do this too we have some, we have some things happening to, for us this year that's going to require some outlay of money and so we need to Uh, be focused a little bit more on um, less unconscious spending and more focused and purpose-driven spending. So we'll share our goals, you share your goals.
1: And I think it would also be helpful to everybody in the group if not only we we share our goals, but we talk about how we're going to achieve those goals. So for example, um, you're saving for a new outfit because you're giving a presentation somewhere. That's going to cost $200. Um, How are you going to where are you going to find that two hundred dollars? So if you realize that we overspent in our grocery spending by six hundred dollars last month alone, I'm going to cut back on our grocery spending and take two hundred of that six hundred dollars to buy that outfit for my presentation. Yeah. That I think would be kind of helpful to f- for people to figure out exactly how um, where they're getting their money to, to fund those uh, more short-term goals. Yeah,
0: and it's motivating uh, and exciting to see someone else share their goals because. Uh, it lets us know that we're not the only ones who are focused on trying to improve our lives not only financially but the, the the other things that we want experiences or tangible things all those kinds of things uh watching someone else achieve a goal is sometimes just as motivating as us getting close to our own
1: yeah and it inspires you because you, i think very often time we act we kind of just get sucked into um the status quo and i mean i think our 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 floors are an example when we moved into our condo eight years ago um, we tore up the carpet and we tried to treat it the, the concrete below it we wanted a, a kind of um, loft feel to it so we tried to create the con- treat the concrete <laughs> treat the concrete mm. um, so it had that shiny concrete look but unfortunately it was too damaged um, so we thought let's go ahead and paint it uh, with concrete paint and we'll use that for a couple of years while we save up to buy hardwood floors. Well, eight years later, we still don't have hardwood floors, and we, it's pretty <laughs> much because we've become used to uh, the status quo of having these concrete floors. Now they're not horrible, but they're certainly not. It's not really th- what we want. Really what we want. And any time we even consider selling our place, the first thing we always say is we need to get hardwood <laughs> <laughs> new floors put in. So, wh- gonna- but why buy floors for somebody else that you know we're never going to appreciate? Right. So it's it's that kind of thinking that I think we can we very easily get sucked into. Well, I just drink this this bottle of wine every night, and that's and watch TV, and that's what I do. Um, but then, if you're not actually happy or enjoying life, it's focus. It's reinvigorating those goals um, and putting a new focus on those that can actually bring bring back that spark.
0: Right, and it's when we achieve those important things, the ones that we hold to a little bit higher level. That's when we are able to look back and say, yeah, this has been a great month or this has been a good year because I was able to achieve the things that are important to me. Whereas if they're all the small things, like you said, it's all just going to blend together. We're never going to realize. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you'll
1: remember your Harvard floors for several months, if not a couple of years, um, much longer than 40 most bottles, bottles of wine. Of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was one bottle of wine. I remember I was drinking that, um, I don't think I'll ever forget, but other than that, that's about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so download our spending analysis. Look at your spending and see where you can um, take, which category you can take from to fund some of those uh, some of those more short-term dreams. And then share in our Queer Money group on Facebook uh, what you're saving up for, what your goal is, and how exactly you're planning on funding it. What category are you taking from to fund that little dream? Um, and if you're not a member of our Facebook group, um, you can just find us on Queer Money um, and ask for an invite, and one of us will let you in. Exactly. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks for joining us. Have a great week.
1: So if you can't enjoy the big things in life, enjoy the small things. But if you enjoy the small things too much, you'll never afford to enjoy the big things. If you've noticed like we have recently that you're spending without a purpose, do what we're doing. If knowing is half the battle, you're halfway there, right? What's next? First, get clarity with what's truly important to you. Then, revisit our spending analysis and hopes and dreams worksheets, which are available in today's show notes for Queer Money, episode 47, titled Purpose-Driven Spending, to return back to your purpose-driven spending. Please also remember to share in the comments section your financial goals and how you'll rearrange your spending to achieve those financial goals. Finally, please remember to like, comment on, and share this episode of Queer Money with your friends and family. We really like it, and it helps us help more people. Thank you. Okay. We just serviced you, now you get to service us by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes and signing up for the Queer Money Lifestyle Newsletter at Queer.Money. Well, I'm not really gay. It
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> would help me if I had a personal chef made all my meals for me. Right. So instead I'll have a Snickers tonight for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> the other end, I like the butts, so... <laughs> yeah. uh,